All right, everyone, it is time to talk about all our upcoming events, starting with our unsanctioned events, the 919 Strongman Competition on September 18th at Bowling Bear Gym in Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. Then we have the Holiday Highlander 4 on December 4th at Dirtbag Ales Brewing and Tap Room in Hope Mills, North Carolina. Next, we have our Strongman Core events. The second annual Team Foundry Classic happening on G January 15th at Missing Link CrossFit in Jacksonville, North Carolina with director Greg Pope Joy. Then we have our U.S. Strongman events, starting with Jacksonville's Strongest on October 2nd at White Oak High School in Jacksonville, North Carolina with director Samuel McLeod. Next, we have Rhino Geddon 5 on November 13th at Rhino's Gym in Fayetteville, North Carolina with director Tara Farnham. And finally, we have Hope Across America, Hope for the Holidays, 15 Southeast Record Breakers. This is happening on December 4th at Cabarrus Brewing in Concord, North Carolina with director Samuel McLeod and Landon Efford. We look forward to seeing everyone soon at these future events. All right, everybody, we are here at Hanson Knife and Fab with David Hanson himself and uh, <laughs> in beautiful Statesville, or as the GPS says, Statusville, uh, <laughs> yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and we're in the shop. We just got some axle bars fixed up. So I had uh, watched a YouTube video. So I'm an expert, obviously, and um, put some collars on there. But, you know, uh, strong men are gorillas, silverbacks, and, and like to break things. So I needed the collars put on a little bit better. And so David was gracious enough to weld those suckers in place. And I feel like they can get beat on now and, and it'll be just fine. So I hope so, uh, especially, yeah. especially after you just uh, publicized <laughs> who fixed them. Yeah, yeah. So, just so everyone yeah. knows, at the next competition, yeah. David Hansen definitely welded those collars <laughs> on. <laughs> um, no, so, well, and, and he was gracious enough to have us out here and, and get to see his shop, which is awesome. He's out here, you know, carving a niche for himself, doing his own thing and welding some really, really awesome stuff. And, um, but let's start this out right where... David, tell us a little bit about, you know, we, we found out about you through Strongman, right? We Correct. went on to Facebook under the North Carolina Strongman page. We're like asking about getting some stuff made. And everyone was like, David Hansen's in your area. He's out in the Mooresville area and he's awesome. Yeah. Like, go, go connect with him. That's how we met you. So yes, correct. tell us a little bit about what brought you into Strongman and that community and like how you came to be here. So I, I started strongman in 06, I think something like that. Nice. Um, so I, I was playing football in college, uh, and, and that's a long story and I'll condense it, but, uh, I got a weird blood disorder. Uh, so I came back, uh, I was going to NC state. So I came back to the Mooresville area. Um, and through like almost like a year of being in the hospital, like dealing with this thing. Uh, and I got really out of shape. Um, couldn't lift, um, wow. afterwards, uh, the process kind of continued. Uh, so I was continually in and out of doctors in the local area. Um, so to, in order to stay on my dad's insurance, I started going to welding school. I was previously in engineering school. Yeah. And um, I always thought welding would be cool, like very practical. And yeah. I grew up on a farm and I didn't know how to weld. So uh, I fell in love with welding. Uh, and so I stayed in uh, basically a trade school. Um, 
and during that time I got back into lifting yeah. and I was working at uh, Lowe's hardware, just like oh, yeah. uh, right. working right. tools. Right. And I yeah. love that. And there was another guy there, uh, John Mazzetti. And, and I'd say his name because uh, he, he, he was also into lifting and he called me out and he said, there's a strongman local show yeah. uh, in Lake Norman. And he called me out and he said, let's go. I, I, I challenge you to go to this contest. <laughs> so I show up on that day and I literally never saw that guy again in my life. Awesome. Like he just disappeared. Like awesome. we, used to, we worked together and he just like, right. So I, from what I hear, he's okay. And he's alive, but sure. he just, I don't know where he went. So John, if you hear this, uh, reach out, I guess, but, uh, right. He was your strongman guardian angel. Yeah. He's just there to point you in the right direction. Yep. I guess. So I met, um, and I did okay. Just brooding through the contest. Um, didn't win by any means, but I enjoyed it. And, uh, the group of people. So Steve Jordan put on the contest. It was called lift at the lake. Uh, it was my lake. first show. Cool. And, um, and there was just a bunch of other guys like Corey Belden was there. Um, Jonathan Creason, a bunch of, a bunch of what I consider like the local godfathers of strongman. Yeah. And just a really great group of people. So, uh, they invited me to come train as they trained down in Huntersville. And, uh, so I just kind of fell into it and started doing it on a regular basis. Um, I, did a couple of, I probably did a year of amateur shows. Yeah. Um, and started getting more and more into it. And I, I was getting stronger and bigger Yeah. and I wanted to go for my pro card. Cool. And part of that was people I think were telling me that I was good enough. Um, but I also like, I was driven to, to accomplish something, uh, athletically. Yeah. Um, because I kind of feel like I got, I missed some of that in college cause I didn't get to finish that. Sure. Um, so I went to a platinum plus show and it was the first year they did platinum plus nice. and it might've been the first show. It maybe the second, it wasn't there. They hadn't done very many. And this um, is strongman core. Is, correct. It was the federation for yep. this. Okay. Yep. yep. Cause I don't think us strongman even existed no, back no. at that point. Yeah, okay, and I'll yeah. tell you about that too. I, cool. yeah, I just found out about that recently. <laughs> um, oh, I take that back in. Oh, maybe it was Oh six. The first year I went to Vegas to oh, compete. Cool. Um, and I, I was gaining weight and I cut weight and that's my excuse for doing really miserably. <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah. I tried to be in the two sixty fives and that was a terrible idea. Uh, so that was the last time I cut weight for a contest. Cutting weight is vicious. Yeah, yeah. it'll it'll mess with you for yeah, sure. Yeah, it sucked me dry. Um, so I did terrible, and then um, so that was maybe my third or fourth show that I'd done. That's cool. You went um, all the way out to Vegas for it. Yeah, That's, and it was a fun trip. I bet you we had a good time. I bet it was. And uh, so a bunch of local shows, and then I so back to where I was. The, yeah. we, we I did the Platinum Plus in Charlotte. Um, and so it was at the epicenter, like downtown Charlotte. And my sister had a, um, uh, like a condo down there and they were out of town. So I had a condo that was like a block away from the contest Nice. and it was like ideal settings. All the events were really good. Hmm. Um, and that's always nice when you find a competition, you're like, Ooh, yes. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, doesn't happen very often, Yeah. but yeah. And so I, there was, it was a six event show. Yeah. We did, and you can stop me if I get into it. No, no, no. I, I love it. It's great. Uh, so six events. The first one was a, we pushed a H2 Hummer 
up a hill. Oh, cool. And like on whatever up that main street is uh, at the epicenter in like uptown Charlotte. Yeah. And then you push it over a chain and then drag the chain back. And oh, I had cool. the most blistering time of like, it, <laughs> like I knew nobody was going to beat me. Right. And I'm not trying to be like uh, arrogant about that, yeah. but it was really good. It was your jam. Um, and I can say that because only like two other guys, maybe one other guy went and it started pouring down rain. So oh, they like nice. regrouped oh, no. and uh, we went inside to do something else. So we were supposed to circle back to that event later on yeah. to kind of equal it all out. And uh, the rain continued and it got super late. Yeah. Um, and it was a well-run show, but I think the atmosphere, because it got so congested down there, yeah. they just like prohibited so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, so no fault to uh, Dion or whoever promoted it. It just like didn't work out. Yeah. So uh, I kind of I feel like I could have won that show where it would have been much, much closer because I was only a couple of points off from winning. It's um, cool, though. So I was like broken hearted about that. Uh, and Dion called me. Uh, it might have actually been Mike Johnston that called me, but one of them called and said, hey, uh, we have a guy that's driving equipment from Columbia, South Carolina to um, Reno for nationals. And I never, I didn't even consider going to nationals because I was fixated on the platinum plus that was local. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And they said, you can ride with him. And I was like, I was in welding school. Um, I was bouncing and right. I was training. You don't have like huge obligations. Tying yeah. You down and anything. I also didn't have any money. So right. like <laughs> a two week lead time to travel across the country was kind of um, ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> So they said, you can ride with this guy, Brad Dunn, yeah. who ended up being an excellent friend over the years, uh, out to Reno to compete in nationals. And I guess it was, it might have either 07 or 08, right? So That's it cool. was a long time ago. Yeah. So um, they convinced me that, again, it was uh, good events for me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And, <laughs> uh, I called around uh, a guy from my church had a supplement company. Oh yeah, and he uh, sponsored me to go out with some money. Oh, smart! And then Van Hatfield uh, let me stay at his house in his basement. It was a nice basement. Yeah. But um, and then they fed me, and uh, so Brad and I met, and we got in a box truck, and we drove from Columbia, South Carolina, to Reno, basically like nonstop. No kidding. And it was a miserable trip. I bet. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The truck yeah. broke down in Alabama. Oh no. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's and, name. And you're hauling a bunch of stuff with you, right? Because you're driving yeah. the equipment out there. So, oh, and Brad man. wouldn't let me do anything because he wanted me to. And we had just met. I don't think we trained together maybe once or met sure. a couple of times. But um, he wouldn't let me do anything. The truck broke down. Turns out we had a friend that lived like at that exit that we broke down. <laughs> really? Uh, and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was a, a lightweight pro. Nice. Uh and he was like, yeah, there's a, uh, and actually like a, the rental truck company is like at the same exit too. So <laughs> how so fortuitous. I don't remember. We got to the place. We, we were able to take a shower. Um, uh, he fed us pizza and stuff and then we hit the road again. Right? No kidding. So, so, so you like, transferred the stuff into a rental truck yes, and kept going. We went from uh, one rental box truck to another. Oh, oh, at, oh, oh, at the, like it, it was a rider truck or something. Got it. Okay. So you were in on a rental truck already. So you're able to ditch yep. that and get another one. Yep. That's lucky. Right. Yeah. Good I for think, you. I think it really was a miracle. Yeah. Uh, like it was yeah. Crazy. That's yeah. Things yeah. fell into place there for yeah. sure. That's so, cool. Um, we made it to Reno. Uh, we got in late, late the night before, 
um, and Brad and Van, everybody was super awesome. They wouldn't let me like exert myself at all, <laughs> awesome. right? Because like yeah. riding in a truck for like thirty six hours is bad enough for sure. Yeah. Um, so it was a two day contest, like five events the first day and three or four the second day mm-hmm. at different locations, and um, I had a terrible knee thing in college, and so my patella would always pop out, and I tore mm-hmm. my MCL, mm-hmm. my ACL, and all this stuff. Oh wow, well, yeah. And never had it like properly repaired or yeah. just kind of always dealt with it. Yep. So event five on day one, I blew out my knee. Um, and so I kind of was like, after all this, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I was, I was like legitimately praying about it. I was like, you, like, seriously, like after yeah. all this. Um, and I was behind by a couple of points because I effed up on the stones. Um, so then I came back on the second day and made up whatever points necessary in one. Nice. Um, wow. As a, I won as a 300 and one overall. Really? And that's, and that's how I got my pro card. Oh, that's awesome. So that was like the first intense year of strongman for me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a whirlwind of a story. Man. Yeah. Sorry. That no, was a no, story. that's really cool that's, though. Yeah. That, like a whole, so many, the, the, that uniqueness in, in those kind of great stories of where that intersection between, you know, knowing really cool people and those connections yeah. and, like you said, some of those things are just fortuitous. Like, yeah. well, what's the chances of breaking down right at the intersection yeah. where you know another yeah. pro strongman? Yes. So educate us a little bit um, because we're kind of new to this game of like getting your pro card. So what does that really mean when you get your pro card? And what is what kind of doors does that open up for you? So previously, there was you had to win nationals as either a heavyweight or a lightweight, which okay. encompasses you know several weight classes in each. Right. Um, and so when I say Platinum Plus, that mm-hmm. was the first year that they offered more than just the Nationals in order to gain your pro card. Okay, so you can now get a pro card at something other than just that top Correct. event. Yeah. Got it. And they and so Nationals was um, a lot of people, yeah. right? So like yeah. everyone who qualified for Nationals. And, and it doesn't always take a ton to qualify for a National event sometimes. Right. right. But it's cool because you compete against so many other people that yeah. – um, you know, like the niche, like the overhead presser is going to steal points and then the deleter is going to steal yeah, points. Yeah, so you really yeah. have to be well-rounded to win nationals. Whereas Good when point. they started introducing the Platinum Plus shows, it seemed like they were uh, heavier events. Sure. Right? And so um, not, yeah, more, I guess more static, uh, heavy events. I guess even if they were dynamic, they were heavy still. Too. Yeah, the, the only ones I can remember is uh, a couple of years ago, I can't remember if it was, 2018 or 19 was uh, uh, the Platinum Plus in Charlotte, the Europa Expo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I exactly. did one of those, and then I know they did it the next year, and it was even more popular. They had some big names that showed up for yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, that was cool. So that was a Platinum Plus event, so that people could win pro cards. Yeah, so that, that was a huge show. That was smart doing it at a convention, too, with all that other yeah. stuff going on. There's so many people. Yep. And it draws a big crowd. Um, but you're right. Those events were very heavy yeah it was extremely heavy yoke they that was an interesting one and that was where i um got illustrated that strongman is a show and why they're yeah. called shows yes uh, they did the hummer tire deadlift on um axle bars there and yeah. i think that was chris duffenbaum who ended up going trying to break a some yeah. kind of record for like over a thousand something pounds yeah. and like so that event went on for like three hours because yeah. they were like they're <laughs> gonna keep going until we try to break this record yes. and you know they have the 
axle bar that's like 35 feet long yeah. with just a million tires on it yeah it's it's super cool and, and there it really is a, it's a show and a lot of the, the the more showmanship you have the better you do yeah and so like the more of a character you are you know, and we've this has come up a couple of times on the podcast so far, and we actually really like that characteristic of strongman. Yeah. In that, in some of these other ones, like you know, probably Olympic weightlifting would be the easiest one to jab at, and yeah. that it is an Olympic sport. Yeah. But even powerlifting, and I know some federations have made the attempt to become Olympic events. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be like very like precise and yeah. kind of serious. Yeah. And I it, that that aspect of strongman where it's like this is a circus show a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And it's like, this is meant to be big and flashy. Yeah. And no one cares if the Hummer tires are exactly this many inches in diameter. Yes. And it's just like. And it's and it's got like a slight vibe of pro wrestling kind of. It does right? a little bit. You know, yeah. Which is, I which mean. Which I love pro wrestling. Every, yeah. Let's, let's we, be honest. Yeah. It's one of those guilty pleasures. Like, yeah. even when you know it's so, it's super fun to watch. Yeah. Like, don't lie. It's, yep. it's really fun. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and speaking of pro wrestling. So, yeah. Uh, another long story but uh, it's great I, I worked at the epicenter uh like i bounced down there brad and i both did yeah and there's tons of stories from that i can only imagine <laughs> but, bouncing um, probably has a whole yeah podcast in yes, itself especially in it. with a bunch of other um big strongman dudes sure right so awesome. we, got, we could dominate whatever situation we wanted <laughs> but uh adam share became a really good friend he worked uh i worked at whiskey river and he worked upstairs at sweet We've been to Risky River. Yeah. And he is just like a colossus, monstrous human being. Yeah. And so naturally, we were like, dude, you need to come train with us. And so awesome. um, he ended up, he went pro and strongman. And then shortly after, went to uh, the WWE or pro wrestling, right? Like he, Mark Henry spotted him. No was kidding. Like, that guy needs to go. That's awesome. So he had a, a pretty cool career there, too. So, but he was a good friend for a long time. Um, yeah, so just a ton of great people you meet along the way, and that and that's like why I and I don't even think I recognized it at that first show. Yeah, but that's like, and we t- spoke about this earlier. There's so many good people, and it's like it really is a community of people for sure. Yeah, right. And there's no backstabbing, and you know, like it's too small. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you're gonna run into all these people over and over yeah. and over again. Like yeah. if you have a bad reputation, I can imagine you'd get forced out of this community pretty quick because yeah. it's just gonna get awkward yeah. and everyone <laughs> talks to yeah. everyone here. And I mean, yeah, if you screw someone over, it's gonna get around pretty quick. Yeah. And coupled with what you said earlier about uh nobody really cares if the tires are a little bit bigger or smaller. Sure. And so, like, strongman, it seems, you know, like, there's a lot less rules in powerlifting or sure. Olympic lifting, whatever. Sure. And so, it's really, like, if you lift it, you lift it. And yeah. There's no criteria as to how you lift it. Absolutely. So, it's, like, literally, who is the strongest person here? Yes. Uh, in whatever unique way you want to do that, uh, with the exception of sumo. Right, uh, right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. We can talk about that, too. No, yeah. no, that's cool. Uh, and I, I think it has that aspect, too, of the fact that the – even something as simple as the, the fact that the weights are fixed – yeah. Versus you calling your own weights, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I can imagine in some, you know, it, it, like you said as well, because of the diversity of events as well, mm-hmm. the type of show you go to, I can imagine, I haven't actually competed in powerlifting, but I can imagine if you walk into a play, into a meet, and you see another athlete who you know has a monster total over yours, yeah. unless something crazy happens, yeah. you know that person's probably going to beat you. Yeah. Whereas... There's enough diversity in events in strongman mm-hmm. that you might have a partner who's stronger than you in some things, but you have the chance to pull ahead yes. in these competitions. It's yeah. a lot more, and because those weights are fixed too, 
I feel like, especially for the people who aren't super competitive, maybe not going for the top of the podium necessarily, there's that camaraderie that I enjoy. And, and we're standing around like, have you touched that way before? Yeah. Have you touched that way yeah. before? I mean, these implements are new and different. Exactly. And like, you're just yeah. cheering each other on because you're just super happy to see anyone pick it up. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> and go. Yeah. So, yeah. And I that, really do think because of that, it's a, it's a better, it's a more appropriate uh, test of strength. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, and I think that's what eliminates some of the um, backstabbing. I don't know what else to call it because you sure. can, you know, like we're talking about bodybuilding. Like, I don't even know what to look for as to what makes Same. someone. Because like I look at two people who are, you know, like one guy wins over another. I'm like, I have no clue, yep. you know, whereas um, strongman, it's very definitive who wins. Yeah. So you can't really talk physics. a whole lot of crap. Right. You know, that's true. No, so. I mean, the closest analogy I've heard in conversation is my mother and sister competed in um, horse shows oh, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And that's very you kind of. It's actually it reminds me a little bit like gymnastics or like uh, ice skating. Right. You You have a routine. And you go and you execute the routine and there's judges and they're kind of doing that. But yeah. the amount of like politics yes. that came into it, like, oh, this judge is yeah. in bed with this, yeah. you know, person or this money's changing hands here. Yeah. There's so much of that. Whereas, like you said, the deadlift, yeah. it's 650 is higher than yeah. 649. And that's the winner right there. So <laughs> I, I've, I've pissed off some people in the bodybuilding community over the years. Sure. Um, not super deliberately. Um but like, I don't, I don't think I would compete in a bodybuilding show for fear of that, you know, like one of those people judging me and then like, there's, it's all for naught. Sure. Whereas in the strongman community, I'm sure I've pissed some people off there, but I have no fear of going to a strongman show if I want yeah. to. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. We just had, um, uh, somebody on the podcast, I think two episodes ago who had a negative experience in the world of bodybuilding and it, it the aspects of the dieting that you have to do and mm -hmm. some of those, and I mean, hats off to those competitors that live in that world and really enjoy it, the stuff they put themselves through nutritionally yes. is on a level with some of the hardest training. It's yeah. just in a different category, but yeah. the things that you have to put your body through yeah. for that sport is. And mentally, like I, it, I true, cut a bunch yeah. of weight um, like three years ago. And I remember hitting like a wall of like, I can't do anything. Um, and I don't, I wasn't near show ready. I don't think. Sure. You know, so like, Oh yeah to take it steps further. There is a lot. To yeah. That. Those people put themselves through hell. Yeah. For that yeah. Stuff. Good, it, for, good for them. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> yeah. I think because it is, it was always struck me as kind of weird too, in the fitness world in this, like, you know, um, amalgamation of sports that we have going on. Uh, bodybuilding is so big in terms of like both its size, but then when you talk about strength, you talk about the gym, most mm -hmm. civilians, the first thing they're thinking yeah. of is bodybuilding. Yes. It's what most regular gyms are kind of geared towards. Yep. It always struck me as odd because it's so different from yeah. all the other sports. It's yeah. actually an island all to itself compared yeah. to a lot of these, like you said, who lifted the most, yeah. who ran the fastest, yeah. who did, the, you know, it's very objective. And yeah. this is very subjective. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of, it sucks. Like you said that, uh, like, that's what people think about when they think about strength is like a bodybuilder. Sure. Because I mean, like, and, and no discredit to bodybuilders because there's some really strong ones out there. Sure, yeah. But, you know, the strongest bodybuilder is not going to stand up to the strongest strongman, right? Totally. But it's the perception of, of what they look like that makes yeah. them look strong. So when I lost all that weight, I was significantly stronger before. But everybody's like, oh, look at you getting strong and big and, like, all these compliments. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally, like, I'm way less than I was. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just lean. Yeah. So, um, but that's interesting, too, because... 
there's been like a uh, an, a new wave of um, everybody's getting in shape now, right? Like Brian Shaw's, like, yeah, yeah, abs and sure, right? And yeah, that's, and it's so there's a that's totally different from from my era. It's like mass moves mass. Yep. Let's all get big and yep. fat and eat yep. crap and enjoy ourselves, right? Yeah. Not that they aren't enjoying themselves, but they're in much better shape now than they were when I was doing it. That's yeah, that's an interesting observation because yeah. yeah, we had seen that or at least heard talk about it when we first found Strongman, especially yeah. with Chanel starting to compete because in the women's category, yeah. it seemed like they were going through an evolution of just what you were saying, mm-hmm. where traditionally the strong women were. <laughs> for lack of a better term, big corn fed mamas. So like big farm girls who could move a lot of mass. And then when she went to us strongman nationals, that's where we first got to see like, Oh no, there are some like extremely athletic and lean, very muscular women starting to get into this piece. And so like you're saying, I think, um, and I think, I think one, that's the evolution of the sport. Yeah. Like there's a lot more athletic people getting involved in it. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I would have been as competitive now as when I did it. Um, so like at the end of when I was my pro actually competing a lot, uh, like there seemed to be a lot of really big dudes like Adam share, like mm. coming out of the woodwork and the sure. proportions of those guys was painful to us. Like, like I'm like six <laughs> one, which isn't like small, but sure. Um, like you just can't like, right. They're made for strong. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, so I, I think, think people are leaning a little towards like health too, strength, yeah. but health instead of, I think a lot of those big guys that you were mentioning, I mean, it was Eddie Hall and all those guys lost some weight because they were having all those like breathing problems yeah. yep. and yep. blood sugar and cholesterol, all that stuff, their heart, their family, you know, the family's like, uh, we want you around for a while. Yes. <laughs> so they're playing that balance of still being big and being strong, but trying to be healthier so they can stay in it longer. You know? Yeah. And I think... I think recovery has improved a lot. Sure. Right? Um, sure. And just general knowledge about strength and health. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't need to be 400 pounds to do it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> so, a good thing. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. No, and that's, and I hope that, like you said, as the sport evolves, that's a thing. Cause I mean, that was always like one of the things that was so impressive about big Z was that he was one of the only guys who'd been in it for a really long time. Oh, yeah. He was one of the only people who had managed to maintain being that big yeah. and strong for that long. Yeah. And so hopefully now that that perception has shifted a little bit, we can see more athletes with longer careers and, yeah. and, and retiring, being able to walk and like not. Yeah. Yeah. And, being and I still don't understand that totally. Um, <clears throat> like Mark Felix has been doing it. He's what, 56 or something. Yeah. Well, um, I think those guys were just thawed out of a glacier somewhere yeah. and they're just different types of human that. beings, you know, yeah. like there's no way I could do what I used to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so I competed for a long time and then I actually quit lifting for like almost six years. Yeah. So you're talking about like USS and stuff. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah. I didn't know what RPE was like. That was, that totally evolved while I was out and I just got totally out of the lifting community and I came back and people are talking about RPEs, this and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought I was an I'm idiot. I'm out of the lingo. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. But in, not that I necessarily agree with RPE 100%. But, that, that'll um, be a fun conversation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but um, I listen to it, old grumpy Ripito and he yeah. talks shit about RPE yeah. all the time. So yeah. that's a, that'll be a fun conversation at some point. Yeah. yeah. And, and my, my uh, success was based on like, west side yeah for sure stuff, 
right? For so sure. like the total opposite. Yeah, so, no, I, that, that still one of the best experiences of our lives. So I worked at Rogue for two years. Oh, okay. And we lived in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I was like, we're in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to visit Westside. Yeah. And getting to go there and like just emailing them. And they're yeah. like, yeah, sure. Show we up. train at seven. So come on out. <laughs> That's and like, awesome. Louis, the nicest dude in the whole fucking yeah. world. And like, that really cemented in me. I already knew I wanted to be a professional coach, mm-hmm. but like you meet those guys that are like, that you know they they jokingly call him like a samurai or something mm-hmm. like that. But like literally, he's one of those types of people that once he dies, there's no one like that yes. very much anymore. Like all he cares about is making other people stronger. Yeah. Like he gives a shit about nothing else but his gym and making it the best in the world, even yes. if that's impossible for him now. Yeah. People talk shit about that. I don't care. It's this attitude and it's just like that genuine passion that you just don't see very often. Yeah. It's just amazing. And that's why he's kind of a household name. So one thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about is circling back to what we had talked about before about the loveliness of the lack of strict regulation and, and you know, um, this, this piece in Strongman where Every time you go to a show, a lot of times those implements were made for that show yeah. or, or, or whatever. I love the fact that when you go to a strongman show, there are booths set up of all these homegrown grassroots entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, either printing shirts or making stones or selling implements. Yeah. So, and you yourself are, are a fabricator. You yeah. make strongman equipment, which if this was powerlifting, you're not making calibrated plates, you know, yeah. this kind of stuff to only uh, whole, you know, companies that can make stuff to those kind of tolerances could yeah. do that. Yep. So tell us a little bit about like the, the opportunities that that presents in, in this community. I think, you know, we talked about Clint Moneymaker, right? Yeah. And I, and I will yeah. shamelessly plug him because he's doing, he's doing really well and he's awesome. doing a great job at it. And um, so in, we're in different areas anyways, uh, but even if we were in the same area, I would still recommend him. Um, and I think that's kind of the vibe of Strong anyways, like the community of it, right? Yeah. So um, uh, I have a couple of people who order from stuff from me and from Clint. And um, yeah, so uh, I think I think it allows for a lot of ingenuity. Um, and you also don't have to, like, think about how they make a bar. Yeah. Um, like, there's a big process involved in that with a lot of machinery. Yes. Um like a lot of people don't have the capability of knurling stuff. Right. Yep. And, and I think that's something you need to build to, but you would have to have a huge commitment of materials yes. uh, and knowledge to get into knurling, not to mention the heat treat on a bar and stuff yeah. like that. No. And um, I mean, it's like some of the things, so like just from my experience working at rogue, yeah. that's an entire department mm-hmm. there. There's dozens of Haas or Haas or however those are said, those, yeah. those giant CNC machines yeah. and, and a, a whole battalion of people who make those barbells yeah. and, and some of the other pieces too of like that that those that some of the coatings on those bars yes. need to be really specific yep. to match the rules for some yep. of these things, and that drives the cost up on a lot of that stuff because yeah. I would notice with like um, the safety squat bar for instance at Rogue is yeah. like three hundred four hundred something bucks yeah and and I was like how is it why is it that it's a piece of solid steel that's bent right yeah. and it is. Um, we didn't have a bender at Rogue that handled that kind of bar stock. Yeah. So it comes in, it gets uh, welded by the manual welders in yeah. the weld department, and then it gets put on a pallet, it gets sent out to get bent at a different place that can bend it. Yeah. It then comes back. Then it gets sent out to it because it gets painted with a type of paint that isn't the same as the powder coating yeah. that's done on the pallet. Anyway, so this thing goes in and out 
multiple times shipped to local places, yeah. but still. And that's why it's expensive. And that's why it's so expensive. Yeah. Whereas if those rules and regulations are put on that piece of equipment and you have the capacity to build it, yeah. you're able to knock out. I mean, you just fixed our, our axle bars yeah. in a couple of minutes right. and no sweat. It's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the kind of the mindset between different sports, right? Um, sure. You know, we talked about uh, like uh, off mic. We talked about so when I came back from from like a long duration of not lifting at all, yeah, and not in the strength community whatsoever, fitness. I didn't care about my health at that point. Uh, not that I did before that, sure. But I was strong. <laughs> um, but there's like an advent of um, um, very. Uh, calculated by the books kind of thing. And I think strongman is like, while there's some of that and there's a lot of logic involved in that, there's yeah. a lot of, it's, it's about strength. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's a lot of aggression involved in it, like controlled aggression. Um, but I, I do think it's a very different mindset, you know? Yeah. No, that's interesting to think about. And I wonder if that has to do a little bit with like, again, that not being able to call your weights yeah. in some pieces. And like, I know, I've heard that complaint a little bit in powerlifting because there's so many different divisions and so many different classes and things yeah. that you can kind of hide in your niche a yeah. little bit yeah. and, and get really, like you said, kind of specific about it. Whereas, yeah. I mean, with the giant weight classes mm -hmm. in strongman, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. I mean, I know like, this is why I do a podcast because yeah. if I wanted to get really serious <laughs> about competing, yeah. we need to have a conversation. I either need to cut down to 175. No, we worked so long. Right. <laughs> Where, whereas I feel like it's her part-time job just to force feed me to get to 205. Yeah. Or we need to talk about how I get to 231. Yeah. Because if I roll into a competition competing against guys 30 pounds heavier than yeah, me, we know what's no going to happen. Yep. So like, like you said, there's nowhere to hide yep. and you need to be very serious about just getting, shitty strong yeah right yeah and, and, and that's your primary focus yeah and i think that was the you know like we talked about people just getting big big yes. big mass moves mass and it's true but that was like a uh, like the far like the extreme right of of that concept right right but to it's your just, point though too yeah and that i think because what you i think you were trying to get at there is like when it, we're talking about that kind of thing mm -hmm. you can't hide you can't the type of shoes you're wearing yeah. isn't going to make that difference no, yeah. the type of bar you're using <laughs> isn't going to make that kind of gap up. Yeah. That's, that's food and, and a whole lot of yeah, sleep and, exactly. and training and years and years and years yeah. of putting in the work. And again, I think that's the appeal of strongman. I think so too. Yeah. It is. It's very genuine. It is exactly what yeah, it is. That's There's a good no way hiding it. behind it's very stuff. Genuine. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And it's, um, and I'm sure people disagree, but like, uh, like I had a friend do a USAPL meet in, yeah. in the, and he and I trained together for a long time. We both trained with Donnie Thompson for a long time. Yeah. You were telling um, me that uh, you spent yeah. a lot of time training with Donnie down in South Carolina. Yeah. Said, yeah. And uh, we could talk more about that too. For sure. But I went onto the platform with my buddy to like hype him up and to set him under the bar for the squat. And they, and I slapped him on the back and kind of got a little bit aggressive. Like we always did. Sure. And they disqualified him. What? <laughs> yeah. So, and that was right here in Charlotte. And I was like, uh, I'm really sorry. Oh um, my goodness. But, um, for, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I was supposed to go on the platform and oh, I probably pissed some so people weird. off when I was like hollering at them or something, but yeah, but yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of the more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dig deep. It doesn't have to be calculated. Right. You know, go, go for a big number. And, yeah. And, and that's strong, man. I like that. 
Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, and, and strong man, you can jump up and throw chalk at someone yeah. or straps or yeah. smelling salts, and that's fine. And that goes back to the um, <laughs> it's great, like the personalities in strong yeah. man, right? Yeah. So and then like Donnie Thompson, that's a that's a good transition. Donnie Thompson is a personality. Yeah. Like if you never met him, he is like. We would love to meet him. All yeah. I know is that he has a pad for the bench that it, yes. is too big for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get bigger to use that pad. He, he developed a lot of cool he stuff. He did. Over the yeah. Years. yeah. The, the bow tie. Bells, I saw that on your wall. Tie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, the fat pad. I forget. He's got other stuff. Oh, yeah. Him. Those, uh, the, the, they're not kettlebells and they're not yeah. dumbbells. They're... It's like an orb that you lift or That's something cool. from the center. <laughs> yes. And I don't know what yeah. the, what the reasoning kind it is. I don't remember, but they, yeah. are, they, they had cool. a couple of them at the it. rogue show gym and they are, they're, they're a blast to yeah. use, but yeah. yeah. And, it, and that's cool. I'm glad to see that, you know, he was, he was like the guy for so long, right? Like, yeah. um, so to see someone go from a sport that didn't pay anybody anything right. to being successful. And I hope he's successful. It seems like he is. Yeah. Um, I really like that, you know, like, and I wish, and that's nice to see that the sport is growing to the point, like powerlifting and strongman, that you can make a living by being one of the best at what you do. Whereas yeah. previously, there was nothing in it. There's no money in it. Right, yeah. right, so, right. Um, when, and kind of on that note, we talked about this too, but the, so Brad and I, the guy that I drove to Reno with for the yeah. for nationals, <clears throat> we did, we like, we were just, we, we had like nothing jobs, right? Sure. And we were just so in pursuit of strongman and trying to make something of it that like that's like we just trained and ate and and worked crap jobs and bounced mostly because that was kind of natural to totally. just be a big dude um but we would dion would pay us to uh to drive equipment to and from shows oh cool so um that was kind of like a side job and it got us to shows and you were at the shows yeah, yeah so whether we were judging or um helping set up a show or competing or whatever we were doing it was yeah. a like free way to get there you made some money um usually got a room that right. kind of thing so uh it's nice to see the sport evolving to where you can actually like focus on being an athlete yeah you know? and it's not i don't think it's there yet it, it's getting there but, it's getting there yeah but like in you know like eastern europe like some of those guys are like basically sponsored by their country sure yeah and, and then there's americans who like jerry pritchett like he's a welder yep and i don't know how he works like a legitimate welding job and is as and, strong as he is yeah because that's hard um, yeah so no yeah. actually we were at lynn's this past weekend yeah. lynn morehouse's yep. and we were kind of joking about that and yeah. like that's one of those trade-offs of like state-sponsored sports yeah but you don't want to live in the, in the type of country that has state-sponsored sports no. because <laughs> all sorts of other horrible things happen yeah. but like we were having that conversation of uh like what it would take, what it's going to, because they were comparing, um, they were comparing uh, strongman shows in Britain um, to here. Yeah. And I think uh, Lynn made a very, very good point about, um, you know, stuff beyond my pay grade, but cool stuff about like appealing to the audience and about the show. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the U S right now, still um, the events are very much about the athletes. Yeah. And so it's geared towards the athletes performance and experience which is good, but it's not fun yet necessarily uh, or, or as structured well for, for that person. And that's a, probably a delicate dance of yeah. like not pissing off the athletes because you see that in the Olympics mm -hmm. a lot where whole sports will get cut yeah. or they'll change the rules of the sport to be ridiculous to make it more watchable, yeah. right? Which yeah. pisses athletes off like yeah. no other. Yeah. So that 
that this is that an interesting conversation where I don't think anyone has the right answer of like, how does this sport grow in a way that it remains fun, like the way we're talking about it now? Yes. So that we're not on here uh, in many years at another podcast going about, man, remember when Strongman was fun? Yeah. And there weren't all these stupid rules. And, and hopefully, the you know, like, and I love Rogue and, and all these um, new manufacturers, but yeah. you see that, you see some money getting involved in it. And uh-huh. hopefully that doesn't change it because that notoriously, like everything, when money gets involved, people become crappy yeah because they see opportunity it is so um rogue's a very good example to bring up about that because it's like bill started out by making gymnastics rings in his garage yeah and you know he's a very intelligent and aggressive yeah businessman yeah but there's that evolution of business of once it gets to a certain size that learning that point of our Mm -hmm. perception as the public of where business goes from awesome entrepreneur david hansen who are coming here to talk to you to evil corporation hell-bent on destroying everything is is a weird gray area that i don't think we figured out but they are they're kind of aggressive in terms of i have talked to some other people about sponsorships Mm -hmm. whereas like you know there's their show might be sponsored by cerberus or some of these other ones and rogue's a tough one to do because they want to be the only they have their own kind of rules about how they want to deal with stuff and hopefully one of those guys listens to this and takes note that yeah (laughs) don't kill the sport Totally, you know, because you you they are they have they've monopolized part of the market. They have, and there's a lot of people coming up, you know, uh, like the, the Sornex, the Sorens. Those are great. Yeah, people, right? actually, yeah. Some of the people who were volunteering at at a recent strongman were all from Sornex, yeah. and they had sent them up. They're from, awesome from there. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you can still go down there, uh, but we used to go. They had a really small gym, like a Sornex gym. Yeah, uh, and we would go down there, like in the Columbia area, I think it was. Um, so what's what's up with South Carolina too then? Because what Spud Inc is down there yep. too, and yeah. Sornex and 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 this might tie in too because, um, I don't know, I think because you can be elite level mm-hmm. without a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That maybe that's why. Okay. So, and I'm kind of thinking of what, what we talked about. So one, uh, Columbia is not known for uh, wealth. Sure. At least you know from what I what I know about it. I don't, yeah. But the, there's a lot of a lot of strength sports evolve in there, right? And it's kind of like a blue collar atmosphere, yeah. Right, and yeah. so it appeals to those kind of people. And I and I have no problem, like I'm blue collar, yeah, right? for sure. But um, same thing with um, where did I go? Um, Detroit. I went yeah. for business, yeah. And I went up to um, Rochester Performance Gym, and it was kind of the same feel. It was like a industrial type area. Um, everybody worked hard all day and then they come and power lift at night. And those are awesome people. If anybody's up in that area, go there. Um, that's a great gym. But, uh, <clears throat> so the same thing with like Eastern Europe seems to be really yeah. strength oriented. Yeah. So there's some correlation between like, you have to work for a living yeah, or like your yeah. normal life is kind of difficult yeah. relatively yep. and, and getting into strength. And I'm not sure what that. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. But, yeah. I'm, they, that immediately brought to my mind. And again, rogue bringing that up but they do a lot of documentaries right mm-hmm. it, arnold classic yeah because they'll do the road to the arnold yeah and they'll die and you're right the, the guys who are from eastern europe yeah you see the video of them at their house or their training a lot yeah. of times it's in the barn out yeah. back with stones that are made and it's it's 30 degrees below zero outside yeah. and they're doing husseville carry yeah and and yoke stuff and like uh it was like iron bibby like what like 
He's like in like a schoolyard, like dirt floors, yeah, like pressing like nine hundred pounds or right. whatever he does. Well, but... and even 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 Zadrunas is yeah. like training in mm-hmm. an abandoned Stadium. arena yeah. that the state was like, yeah, you so, can do whatever you want down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's yeah, some so correlation cool. there, and I'm sure someone has better knowledge. Of and even why. even on North Carolina strongman, um, yeah. watching some of the videos that scrolling on Instagram, a lot of it's like record holders yeah. are in their backyard the horse stall mat on the grass yeah lifting stones yeah you know just getting after it yep and a lot of people are like that all right so what's the correlation is it okay (laughs) so is it like keeping up with the joneses atmosphere like the more money you have you're you're do you get more caught up in the perception of what you do and who you are whereas like if you're if you don't have that option necessarily, yeah, right. That's a is very, that the difference? That's a, that is a very good question. It's almost like, I, yeah, it's hard. We could go in a lot of different directions with that, but I feel like um, you kind of like when you buy a house that's too big for you. Yeah, you find shit to put. That's always the same, yeah. right? If you buy a house that's too big, you will find crap to put in all yeah. those rooms. Yeah, I, I feel like wealth is kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like you start making more money and you find things to define yourself yeah it's almost like what not to be a fight club cliches but like yeah. this you know the stuff you own ends up owning you kind yeah. of thing of yep. where i i feel like that starts to happen a little bit with those sorts of things and yeah. even in sports of where you see it's like as the bureaucracy grows it, it becomes all about perpetuating itself so yeah. like the olympic committees become very bureaucratic yes. you know looking at olympic weightlifting right yeah. it's the rules become so convoluted and, and everything becomes so complicated yeah. and everyone's like feelings, opinions and interests have to be considered to where it's very hard to make decisions about things. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. in strongman, it's a it's promoter true. and like, yeah, whatever. And it's straightforward. And then you said the word genuine earlier, Yeah, you know, and not that there's wealthy people that aren't genuine. Yeah. I think it, like, them, but yeah. And I don't, think don't there's, that option there's like that gray area between like genuineness and complexity and i think as yeah. things get more complex yeah it becomes hard to be genuine it's yeah. much easier to recognize genuineness when things are simple yeah i think yes and i don't think it's impossible but i think when you have so many interests and and hands in the pot mm-hmm. it's very hard to have to create a genuine product yeah. that you know doesn't set off people's bs meters just yeah. a little bit you know yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah cool yeah. Uh, that's really awesome i hadn't um we don't get too deep on this podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't, that just I like struck it. me. I don't get I too like deep it. all the time either. Yeah. Philosophical. Yeah. I love it. Uh, going back to an earlier, you said you'd gotten out of working out or fitness for a couple of years. Yeah. What brought you back into it? And um, it, it, I mean, very personal, but I don't mind talking about it. Oh, so, okay. like, I uh, I got married and just kind of didn't like the time I spent in the gym, although that was very known before. Sure. Right. And I, <laughs> sure. And I traveled and stuff. Um. So I quit lifting and I got into like, I was in the garage all the time yeah. and just piddling and stuff, which I enjoyed, but it was, uh, I lost all desire to lift or I mean, not desire, but I just didn't. Yeah. And so, so, uh, we got a divorce, uh, and during the separation period, I'm like, I'm going to show up effing jacked <laughs> and I'm going to awesome. look so good. Cause I got fat. And, uh, and that was when I like, I started to diet and realized I didn't know how to diet. And I reached out to a nutritionist nice. and got in really good shape. So, uh, yeah, that was like the best shape I'd ever been in my life. Cool. 
which was enjoyable. But actually, that might be a fun little spinoff question yeah. because we kind of we talk trash a little bit on our podcast about nutritionists sometimes, only okay. because coming from the CrossFit space, mm-hmm. we deal with a lot mm-hmm. of people who have been chewed up and spit out by the medical community yeah. or the nutritional community because they're usually hand in hand. Yeah, and kind of unscrewing, for lack of a better term, some of this stuff. But you had a good experience. So yes. if, if people are listening to this and they're like, what, what would your advice be for like, how do I shop for a good nutritionist? Look at, look at, for? look at the product they make. Right. Sure. Um, and, and we can talk about how I worded that, but, uh, yeah, yeah look, look at what they're producing. Um, like who their clients so, are, their success stories yeah, and things like so, that. Yeah. And, and how they look too. <clears throat> because there, there's also <laughs> been an advent of, um, a lot of coaches now, who are into coaching, but not into the sport or, yeah. or don't have any experience. Sure. And personally, I have some feeling about that because I think you need to experience competing at a high level before you go instructing other people on how to do that. That's fair. Uh, because there is a lot, of, especially in strongman, there's a lot of logic. Like when I won in Reno, <clears throat> I won partially because I made good decisions and not necessarily decisions that were, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they weren't just generally accepted right yeah so you have to have some of that experience before you start coaching people and it's not and so go back to the rpe thing yep people have a spreadsheet and they're like like you know like technically obese and yep. don't look good and they're like oh let me tell you how to uh get strong <laughs> yep. and i'm like what the heck right and nobody comes to me right sure. like i'm like 270 with an okay abs nobody yep. comes to me and is like hey will you train me sure right they go to like the, the guy who's fat with the with the excel spreadsheet and so this is my body weight. This is what I lift currently. And then that guy's like, okay, let me fill in. And, and then that's what they give them. Yes. Right. And I really have a problem with that, obviously. So. <clears throat> that's um, a very interesting dynamic because we run into stuff that's similar to that in, in our coaching piece where it's like, and I think what you might be seeing a little bit is people are afraid to make commitments yeah. towards real goal. It's very, seems counterintuitive because yeah. they're approaching a coach yeah. to make a change. Yeah but they're afraid of actually making a change. Yeah. So they're almost like picking a safe bet of, and we were, I mean, we were, yeah, but, um, it, and that actually helps a little bit. Cause you hear that all the time where I'll, like, we'll give advice to somebody uh-huh. and they'll be like, Oh yeah, well you guys are younger than me. So yeah, you can't know. Or like, they'll look at you and they'll be like, yeah, but you're, you know, they'll automatically assume you've been that fit your whole life. Yeah. You've never, you don't know my problems because you look fantastic yeah. or something like that. And so sometimes just getting to know them better helps, but also like our, my mother coaches mm-hmm. with us sometimes yeah. and she's in her seventies. Yeah. And so a lot of times that's lovely because they can see her telling them what to do oh, and yeah. doing the thing and being like, Oh, well, okay. So now I can't, that's a good point. I can't argue with you at this yeah. point. Um, I agree. But in, to your point on the dietitian, like look at the clients that they have Yes, and, and, and what have they, they produced. Like. Yeah. And yeah. what are they doing? Um, so I, my, my nutritionist was Cornelius Parkin and, and very, uh, athletic and strong and, uh, great. Yeah. He, he was really good. Um, and he knew his stuff and, and he looks good and strong. And, um, but so part of my wording, and I don't want to call him out, uh, cause I don't have any beef with anybody, but like they, we, you are a nutritionist or a trainer's product to some extent, right? Yeah. And I think they take pride in that too, but they also, there's a different perception of it. Like 
I manipulate metal to make it the best that I can make it. Yeah. And I don't really care what the metal thinks about it. Right. So I, and I think naturally a, a trainer can do that too. So there's a balance Yeah. that as the person being trained, you need to still consider what's healthy for you and what your objectives are and how it balances with your normal life. Interesting. Cause you can't go all in. Yeah. You'll ruin the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. So that's a very good. That, there was a question, a Q&A on the Starting Strength podcast not yeah. too long ago where someone had asked Rip about his development of the training protocol and they used nutrition in almost the exact same way you just said of like for a nutritionist, when they create a routine or, or kind of a protocol for someone, mm -hmm. they're baking into it not 100% adherence because like you just said if you go all in and like a hundred percent adherence of, uh, of like the perfect diet of something yeah. like that it could drive your it could ruin your life right? but some people do but some people like do. i did i think like i would like i remember when i started dieting because i and part of it was i knew nothing about diet sure but like um i remember like i went to a friend's house and he was and he convinced me to have like a shot of bourbon or something yeah and i wrote that on my nutrition plan is that i had a shot of bourbon and that was like over a course of like three months, that was like what I did wrong. And he was like, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't, don't I'm like, out. okay. <laughs> oh, He's like, don't do it again, but it's not a big deal. I'm like, all right. So, um, yeah. That's, yes. So that's another good point is how to balance life with fitness sure. and nutrition, right? Well, and I feel like we go through those points where like that stuff is a, is a huge priority. But I also think that adds to wisdom later in life because you, it, and it, I, I think in order to be great, if you have, if you genuinely have aspirations to be great, you have to be crazy. You have yeah. to, like you said, you have to push it. You have to live on the edge. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can be successful and have a mature outlook towards yeah. things, you know? Yeah. And that, um, but, and then that allows you then to probably be a better coach later on if you choose to coach as that athletic yeah. kind of aspiration uh, fades away is that you've had the experience of going all in. Yeah. And so when you have a client who has, who's young and, and full of piss and vinegar and yeah. wants to do that same thing, you know how to nurture that, but also guide them to where hopefully yeah. they have a life at the end of that tunnel yeah. To, yeah. to go back I to, agree. right? Yeah. And that, and I think as I get further from like, uh, as, as I get older and I recognize that I cannot do that. Yeah. And if I do choose to, yeah, pour all into my my strength or physique or whatever right now that like i i give up other portions of my life that i don't really want to sure you know yeah and that's and that's a and i look back a lot and i look at strongman mm -hmm. and a lot of other people were pursuing careers and while i have a good career now i do think i am kind of retarded in that sense that i'm not not like i'm retarded but like yeah set back you actually did use the word in, correctly, in right? Context, yeah. right? Yeah, social yeah. Signal with yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, that's it's the not correct a way word. to use that yeah. word. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I do recognize that I made a sacrifice and I am not as advanced as other people who, who made different choices back then. Sure. So, you know, but that's, all. you know, if we're only measuring the size of our retirement fund, too. Yeah. But, you know, you have experiences as a result of that. Yeah. That. I bet you people who made more money mm -hmm. would pay a chunk of that to have, go back and experience, you know, because you yeah. see that a lot. People who are very, very successful. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could take my parents on my father's side mm -hmm. as an example, right? They're spending all their time right now trying to enjoy themselves in their late 60s, early 70s, because all they did was work their asses off yeah. for, you know, and, and they made 
uh, good wealth, yeah. but they did not enjoy their themselves yeah. uh, through much of their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah. You know, so it's a give and take. Yeah, you know, and but you you're you're here, you you're doing something for yourself, and I, we can tell just from talking to you, like you're happy. And, yeah. and you're like passionate and enjoying this. And yeah. I think some people would kill for that. Yeah. You know, so it's a good thing. I do enjoy it's it. It's a good thing. And if, so we didn't, we didn't specifically say this. I live in a shop in a camper. Right. So like, I didn't know if you wanted to, you know, well, I, I don't know. know. It's good. It's <laughs> don't tell them where I live. I no, guess. right. Yeah. <laughs> but, We're not giving out the address. But yeah. No, it's but, uh, super cool though. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing it. You're making it happen. And yeah. like, you, you're, as we're walking around here, you're telling us about like where you found this stuff and how you made it work. And like, that aspect of being a fabricator and tying that into your living, I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's like you made your own bathroom. Yeah. And, you know, it just made this made it work. Yeah. You know? And I think part of this and not it's not strength related at all, but kind of can be applied. So, like, I remember when I was traveling for strongman and doing that stuff, it was there was a lot less to risk. So I was willing to risk at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent back then was like nothing. Right. Right. Whereas now, like I'm like I'm saving money and I had a yeah. house and, yep. you know, um, but I missed part of this was I missed uh, being adventurous and doing nutty stuff. Right. For sure. So, yeah. And I, and I feel like at some point it gets too late. Maybe. I don't know. To do something ridiculous. Yeah. No, so. I think so. And I mean, yeah, other than, you know, it, 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 and having that adventurous life, too, you're in better shape. There's a whole bunch of ways we can split that. But like the fact that you very likely, as long as you're taking care of your health and doing yeah. things, can do more physically adventurous things yeah. later in your later life in than life. someone who sat yeah. at a desk making yeah. a bunch of money. I hope so. For, yeah, for <laughs> a couple of decades, right? I mean, that's that's most of the people we deal with on a daily basis yeah. are people who are, are very wealthy, yeah. are, are doing great, but have ruined their health yeah. and their posture and, and all kinds of other things. And now they have to spend a lot of that wealth that they made unfucking yeah. the decades of yeah. being hunched over a keyboard. Yep. So it's, you know, true. it's give and take. Not, not that strength boards don't come with. They can, they can. Too. So actually that would <laughs> yeah. be a fun segue into just talking about, um, uh, injuries. Like, so yes. it's, you that's know, my question. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm stealing <laughs> Chanel's question. <laughs> You're yeah, stealing sorry. my question. Yeah. No, I like, I injured myself about six months ago. And ended up getting the surgery, but you mm -hmm. don't have to. I tore my, I separated my ACL completely. Um, and so since that happened, I'm super interested in injuries and surgeries, recoveries, not surgeries, and just like how people work around it. Yeah. So, so no, you're good. So, David, tell us a little bit about your injury history. You know, where, when did things happen and, and what do you remember? Yeah. So I don't, the first notable injuries I had, I think, like that I recognized that like was like a, a legitimate injury was like in college and I got like uh, sideswiped in the knee. And even that, like they did whatever. Um, and I opted to not have surgery. But um, that fed into a lot of knee problems later on that I just dealt with. Um, and I think, I think, uh, every, I think the, um, uh, what's the word? Um, every instant gratification type society. People just want to like, Oh, just cut it open and fix it. Yeah. And granted, there's a lot of situations as that's necessary. Sure. But I think there's a lot of times that you don't need to do that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> my, I remember specifically thinking that like, 
I see so many people that have surgeries and then they complain about their surgery. Mm. And I'm like, well, how is that different than complaining about the injury, <laughs> the injury? that's manageable Absolutely. too, right? Yes. So, um, so I've not had any real surgeries for joints or whatever, uh, no injuries related to lifting or physical, right? It's Good. all, I've had surgeries, but it's been like health general stuff right yeah that was out of my control well that's a good point too and i think people need to note that because a lot of times we'll talk about competing mm -hmm. or even geez today like strength training and people are like oh i don't want to get hurt well yeah. you get hurt anyway yeah or even yeah. like talking about chanel's acl so yeah. we use that as example all the time because sure did it did it happen in a competition yeah sure but people blow out their acls all the time yeah. and to her doctors mm -hmm. they're like sharing pictures with other people or like taking her stuff because like she's recovering twice as fast yeah. as anyone else yeah. is able to squat below parallel within yeah. X number of weeks of surgery, all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, you're going to get injured in your yeah. life. Wouldn't it be great to get injured strong Stronger. as hell yeah. and able to bounce back yeah. than someone who, I mean, we get people in class and we try not to smile when we hear it, who are like, and, and try to go easy on them, but they're like, oh, you know, I can't use my shoulder or I can't press overhead. Oh, yeah. why? Tell us about it. You know, well, I had surgery. Oh, for when? You know, five years ago. Yeah. That's like, what are you talking yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, we're going to be nice to this again. person, but for fuck's sake, yeah. like you, you could press overhead again. Come yes. on, you got to try. Yep. You know? Yeah, I do. I deal with shoulder injuries. Um, you know, I told you I blew out my knee in college that fed to the injury at nationals that year yes. Yes. on the stones. Um, part of that. And, and so, and I think when I started learning is like, you can, you can absolutely make improvement on injuries, uh, just via training sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Donnie Thompson was great about showing me some stuff for like, I had really poor patella placement. If you look at them, they're like way over here. Right. Yeah. So wide stance squatting for so many years, um, just th those tendons got really tight. Right. Mm. And so they're not good now, but like they don't pop out anymore. Sure. Um, you know, like the, my left one would pop out and my patella would go all the way like side or almost to the back of my knee. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. And then I would have like specific friends that knew like when David goes down on his left side, go slap that <laughs> thing back into place before he realizes yeah. what happens. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I tore, I didn't, I tore both my hamstrings. Right. And I showed you that there's like a lump yep. and then a void and then hamstring. No bodybuilding for you. Sorry. And I don't know when that happened. Really? Yes. Oh, I was gonna say, what did you do? I had when... no idea. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So um, definitely torn. Um, yeah. So the uh, so doctor was just like, "Hey, you know, um, you know, you got two horn torn hamstrings, right?" Yeah. Well, a friend pointed it out. <laughs> oh, he was like, no "What shit. is that? What's that tennis ball thing on your leg?" And I'm like, "Oh." So and maybe <laughs> wow. I was an idiot, but um, yeah. So I went to the doctor and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he tore it." But like at some point, like, what, like why would I do anything now? Yeah. I feel so, like maybe strongmen. Uh, are born with a few few pain receptors than other maybe. human beings maybe what if, you know they say um because i'm kind of redheaded right like i don't have any hair anymore but uh they say gingers have like the highest pain tolerance no kidding right? no. I, i'm like very proud of that yeah if you're gonna be stupid you gotta be tough there you yeah. go there, yes yes <laughs> um, yes the, smart or strong those yeah. are usually yeah <laughs> i had i had terrible shoulder problems uh on my what was it? My left side for years. Um, and honestly I did peptides, yeah. uh, as referred to by, uh, a, a coach and that was phenomenal. Yeah. So my left side turned into my strong side. Awesome. Right? Um, and you don't, and I, I didn't go through a doctor, 
Yeah. But uh, I think you can, right? So I think you can. Now, I mean, that we were talking about that earlier today. It's, it's. I'm not sure how it happened, but like the um, normalizing of like TRT yeah. clinics and things like that has just exploded. Yes. Um, I think that might be one of the most. Gosh, if you could say anything beneficial came out of 2020, yeah. uh, the like shift of a lot of these out of the doctor's office type treatments yeah. in terms of things like talking with a couple of our friends yeah. who've been on this podcast of like being able to essentially get all that stuff mailed to you yeah. at very low cost yep. is, is really good. And hearing the amazing, not just in sport performance, but like psychologically yes. and emotionally, emotionally. Yeah. And, and just health wise, everyday performance, yeah. fixing right. of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I've been on part of the health problem that I had in college was like an autoimmune disorder, yeah. which fed into, um, my pituitary just like going totally haywire. Yeah. Um, so I've been on uh, TRT, HRT for like yeah. since I was like 19 or 20. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to that. And they, they like, um, they went on this witch hunt, right? Like when MLB oh my gosh. got into Yeah, it. yeah. Baseball. Yeah. So right. like yeah. in that era, like when I was a professional strongman to like walk into the pharmacy and be like, hi, I'm here for my testosterone. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and they yep. were like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting too. I think I, I hope it becomes more mainstream uh, yeah, One, me too. because people need it. Right. Yep. And then two, and, and that's a whole long story as to why people need it. But, um, it's, it's like frowned upon so much that you either have to find the right person, the right doctor to give it to you sure. and, and get the information and do it correctly. Or you have to do it through like a buddy at the gym. Right. Right. Which oftentimes is way cheaper. Sure. So what, so it, you know, it's like things that are like left in the dark or like stays in the dark mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of yep. negatives that come from that. Yep. So like, I, I think if it becomes more accepted. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we can it'll, see it'll it happen with like, I mean, medical marijuana might be a poor analogy, yeah. but I mean, you do see that where like it went through that phase, but now in States where it is legal, yeah. a lot of times the stuff you can buy is better quality yeah. and cheaper yeah. than what it, you know, might have been if you had to get it nefariously. And, yeah. and from what we've been talking to people about uh, here, TRT is that now where yeah. now you you know, at least you're getting pharmaceutical grade, yeah. naturally derived testosterone, and it's actually cheaper than if you tried to get it yes. at the gym now. And it's Finally. not made in some guy's bathtub. Yeah. And you're, not, you're not worried about something. Yeah. It's not shipped from Columbia. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, the country, not yeah. South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Columbia, or, South Carolina. Or Columbia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, that's funny. The, um, you know, um, I, I lost my train. No, no I, I mean, I just think that that being a little more mainstream on that piece and it becoming more accepted now, um, that can hopefully in the long... And actually, I was in a conversation with Lynn about this uh, when we were over there as well of talking about... I, I think it is a probably a, a false perception of high injury rate in Strongman only because I think injury rate in competitions, mm -hmm. period, are higher than yeah. training. Yeah. And strongman is such a competition focused sport. So as example, right? Yeah. CrossFit coaches. We know tons of athletes who we work with and train regularly who have no ambitions to compete, yeah. but their sport, quote unquote, is cross they, that's what they train. Yeah. We know quite a few people who might have a membership to a regular gym and they power lift and maybe they have some pretty good numbers. Like yeah. the gentleman we were training the other day, 
has pretty decent numbers and is only just now thinking about competing. Yeah, it's lifestyle. But right? your story of like, I had this buddy yeah. and he's like, dude, you need to come to this strongman <laughs> competition. Strong Let's do this. Yeah. That's very common. Yeah. That's a very man, common yeah. story of yeah. like, you know, I got roped into this yeah. damn thing and now I caught the bug. Yeah. And so and that, maybe that's some appeal too, is there's a lot of competition involved. In there that, is right? a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it's very competition. So it'll be interesting to see how the sport evolves to seeing more gyms, just training strongman movements regularly. Yeah. And I think that'll help with the longevity and, and reduction of injury rates yeah. in the sport going forward. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause I mean, like you said, I mean, just using the example of that client we were working with yesterday, the dude, uh, deadlifts in the, fives i think he uh, high fives yeah. Yeah. and i think he squats just over five or was for a little bit covid blah 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 and and you know whatever his bench is something good so yeah. respectable numbers yeah. for an amateur right but looking at his form lots of things to clean up on you're yeah. talking about your knee and some of these other pieces yeah. where just getting a coach or just having it where we're thinking about our health yeah. and we're not just relying on being big and, 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 you know, pulling and hoping, yeah. you know, it can really help you stay injury free in yeah. your training and sport. And I think, uh, for like, for people listening, I like ask questions. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when people ask me questions in the gym Yeah, and, and I don't want to be the guy that like just solicits, uh, advice all the time. But sometimes I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> like when you see the kids that like string mean arms and they're doing like half reps on curls or yeah. squats or whatever. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. Like get out of my squat. Right? You're not doing I'm anything scared. productive. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But, but yeah, I want to see other people be successful. And if they're doing something wrong or dangerous, you know, and yeah. So yeah, reach, no, I mean, it is, it's interesting. And as the sport grows, talking about this is kind of philosophical, but like, Again, Lynn and I were going back and forth on this a little bit as well. He was talking about judging at, at the competitions. And yeah. I, it alluded to something that was very interesting in that, like, right now in Strongman and, and what you said about coaching, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like that person needs a taste of high-level competition to really yeah. coach. And I, and I agree with you uh, uh, to an extent in that how this evolves to grow. Because right now there's no, like, Strongman coaches course yeah right i'm like usaw right well, has like back a to what we talked about is there, should we have a strong man no and that's a good good question you know? back and forth because but, yeah yeah no, no no yeah and i don't i don't know i think cornelius parkin the guy who, who was my nutritionist yeah. or dietitian yeah. was i'm pretty sure he's certified in everything but i didn't even ask that question because i think there's other criteria they need to meet that's a good if, that's a good you know what I mean? like that i'm looking for you're absolutely right actually that's a funny joke we we we, you get tied up so much in um, certifications yeah. and like renewals and continuing education units yeah. in in our profession. Yeah. And then we look at each other from time to time. We're like, when was the last time anyone asked me for my CrossFit yeah. Level Three certification? Yeah. And I'm like, no one ever, because you're right. It's it's physical proof. Yeah. And to your point though, talking about strength, and I think people poo poo on strength only because your average civilian out there doesn't even understand this. Like, for instance, my favorite is like, oh, I don't know if I want to come to you. Like, I don't want to get bulky. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. Like, do you, if you had any idea how much effort, time, dedication someone put into getting bulky, food. you'd never say yeah. that, right? Yeah. And so strength, though, for those who know, is physical proof mm -hmm. of years of dedicated hard work. So yeah. when you, who knows, go and finds a nutritionist or a doctor who is strong yeah. and has accomplished some things in that piece, you already know that guy's got some street cred or that lady's got some street cred. Like yeah. they know 
what they're talking about. They've been through some of those hard times and they can relate better to what you're yeah. trying to do than somebody else who hasn't. And something you don't even think about is that person has a lot of knowledge about injuries and True. supplements and all, all the other areas that, that you might not be specifically going to them for. Right. But, you know? Yeah. You know, like if I, if I train someone in strongman, uh, I would have just as much information about how to balance life and a job and, you know? Yeah. You know, what, what, like, Hey, like you're not going to be comfortable in my car cause you're fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, um, I, I did want to talk about please. Yeah. Going back to the, the injuries and health thing. Yeah. I, I found a chiropractor that I actually trained with and I, I had traditionally been against chiropractic and I tried so many of them. Sure. But like there are, there are good chiropractors out That's, there. We've yes. heard the same thing where yeah. it's kind of like, you got it, but you have to find the right one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Good one. And part of that, and this ties in too, but um, <clears throat> so the guy I go to is a Gonstead chiropractor and he does not accept insurance because he does not want to be regulated oh, in how he sure. practices. For yeah. sure. That's right? becoming more and more common. Yeah. yeah. So the more regulation there is, like the, the less quality you get, yep. it seems sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. Because they kind of generalize it. So. Yeah. That's to say, I'm a massage therapist, licensed okay. massage therapist also. Yeah. And I work mostly on athletes from the gym because yeah. it's really nice. Like, I can coach them. I can see their movement. I yeah. can see, you know, if they're doing something that might be creating this problem. But then yeah. I can get hands on. I can do some pain relief. I like to work on. And they trust me because they see me in the gym and they know that I'm working out too. And I'm not going to tell them, don't squat because that's why yeah. something hurts. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, here, adjust this in your squat. Yeah. Let me make it feel better now and then change what you're doing in the gym yeah. so that it doesn't come back kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And same thing with chiropractors. I've had good and bad experiences. Yeah, there are good the, ones out and there. And the ones that tell you that you should stop lifting altogether. Yeah. yeah. Whereas well, mine is like, oh, yeah, yeah, just change this or yeah. you don't need to do that anymore because that's dumb. And, there's no need for it. <laughs> and that you're right. And that insurance piece, unfortunately, is a huge factor in that because yeah. if she accepted insurance, then it's the insurance company telling her. Yeah. what she how can actually sessions, do for long, this person yeah. or what they'll cover. Right. Yeah. So that starts to dictate and limit what instead of doing the right thing yeah. for that person you're now doing what you know you can bill for yeah which yeah. exactly color it just yep. skews everything yeah. you know and that yeah that's the medical community in general right it, yeah, absolutely well along with other things right especially when you get drugs involved yeah you know when i went to when i when i i had like a primary doctor that was uh really good for the majority of my life but when i i noticed uh a lot of signs of weird stuff and i had a thyroid problem which was part of the pituitary thing and he refused to believe because I was so just big in general Yeah, that I had a testosterone problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and legitimately I did. And that was miserable yeah. Like to try to fight through that and yeah. find a doctor who would like accept that like no. being large doesn't mean you're. And, and actually we, that's yeah. And digging into this TRT thing, yeah. we figured that out and like a lot of TRT clinics again, won't don't really take insurance or, you know, because that piece like yeah. again insurance companies have kind of negotiated down or, or widened that what is it for men acceptable ranges for testosterone are between like 200 now and yeah. 1100 yeah so it's this massive range yeah so as long as you fall somewhere within that which could yeah. be like suicidally depressed yeah 200 is like you're 90 years old yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and they'll put you on an antidepressant yeah because again a that was a very good point that we were listening to earlier was that testosterone, because it's a naturally derived hormone, mm -hmm. can't be patented. Yeah. So oh, they can't make any money they on it. Whereas an SSRI for yeah. your depression, 
because you make way more money. Synthetic. Can't, you can't patent mm-hmm. testosterone. It's, gonna make it's a natural worse. hormone. Yeah. You can't. It's God made, right? Yeah. So you can't. Dumb? It's it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. One of, one of the things that I think. Uh, so when my pituitary went nuts, and I don't I don't know if it's related to that or just a hereditary thing, but like I have uh, like higher growth hormone than normal. So oh, really, based on so. <clears throat> Corey Belton, a guy uh, that got me in a strong man, that, that first little group, uh, his wife is uh, some skin, like a dermatologist okay. or something, right? Sure. And yeah. so he was looking through, and I have these grooves on my head, right? Oh. And if, and people always make we're all, fun of We're it. all looking at his head right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. So he was flipping through this book of, of, of his wife's and, and looked at it and said, that looks like David's head. And he sent me a picture and he, and he said, this... I. This looks like your head. This you gotta go look into this. Hey, right? hey man. Yeah. So it's this like, looks like your head. Overactive growth hormone. Really? That's what that is. And so my brother uh, always made fun of me, and he's like 15 years older, 16 years older than me, and he's always made fun of me. And then like this last year, his started to develop too. Uh, <laughs> so caught up with him. Caught now. up with him. Yeah. So that was kind of a side note, but very funny. interesting. Yeah, yeah isn't it? Hormones you know, are crazy. They it's are. Like, we don't want to think about this because we want to think we have control over so many yeah. things, but we are just big bags of sloshing hormones. Yeah. I mean, and if they're <laughs> off, there's there's yeah. a lot that can be thrown out of whack. It's yeah. crazy. And it, yeah, it can mess up your life too. But no, and what you were saying before, for whatever, we don't, there's a lot of theories, you know, plastics and da 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 of like why, but we do know that hormones are yeah. affected more in people today than than before and yeah. so thank goodness it's becoming more normal to be able to replace that stuff and yeah. the mlb the the baseball nightmare yeah. is is a little bit past and back to chiropractic yeah a lot of things i i so i had um like an example i was diagnosed with really high liver enzymes and really? i was not taking i was just on my maintenance dose of trt yep. and not doing anything stupid. you're not taking it orally or any, yeah and so i've learned now to like contact my chiropractor and tell him like what's going on and I didn't talk to him and he's like, come in and see if it's related to your back at all. Hmm. And so because of round back deadlifting for so long, which I'm a proponent of, but I has problems. Um, <clears throat> I was whatever pinching a nerve or something like that. No kidding. So I literally would, I had, I took a, my liver enzymes were high on my blood work. I went to my chiropractor twice, maybe in like a three day period, yep. went back my liver enzymes were fine. Right. So hmm. no it, kidding. There's oh. alternate ways of, fixing problems without taking drugs totally so yeah. that should always be the first that's really really interesting choice because once you start some of that stuff you never get off no yeah, yeah yeah oh man that's and yeah we dealing with clients who are on a laundry list of medications yeah as you're trying to get them off of them all sorts of crazy wonky shit starts happening yeah. and you never know where it's coming from because all those drugs are interacting with each other it yeah. just causes a, a nightmare yep and, so, the, and the smallest change even in your diet can trigger some of that stuff too hugely um, tell us a little bit about like where you're training now. You, 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 what was it called? The rock, the rock. The, it's the uh, rock. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's derived its name from the fire station that's next door. Oh, cool. Right. Which is like, that's the name of the fire station. Yeah. Um, but it's like a, kind of like a basement old school, uh, nothing just matches. Black iron gym. Yeah. yeah just... Nothing matches. It's all kind of thrown together, but it's good equipment and, uh, it's close. It's, it's yeah. Half mile, which is awesome. Um, and so how much, like, what does your kind of training look like today? Is it, is it still, is there still strong man in there or is it, yeah, you know? some of it. Cool. Um, I've done like a, the same split, like my whole training 
career, which is cool. probably dumb. <laughs> but it hey, just, it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix that. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Mondays are legs. Tuesday is uh, chest and try. Thursday is uh, deadlift and back and biceps. And Friday or Saturday is overhead press. Um, and then pepper and different stuff as I feel like it. But it's always some variety of that. Cool. Um, so I still like, we don't have a log there now. And I haven't had a chance to make one for myself. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of random strongman stuff when I feel like it. Cool. Just general powerlifting and more bodybuilding-ish type stuff. Yeah. Just because I enjoy it. Actually, the movements in bodybuilding and strongman yeah. seem to, that as sort of like auxiliary and, and helpful building movements for the sport, you see that quite yeah. a bit. And I'm not helpful. as primarily focused on strength anymore. Yeah. And I'm a little bit more concerned about my physique. Yeah. Um, and I guess it, it it's kind of vain, right? Because well, I just want to look better. But I have no reason to sure. deadlift 900 pounds, right? right? And looking like, look, good is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> looking great is fun. So uh, It has its rewards, you know? Yeah. Why not? So, so I, yeah. So I think I'm trying to find a balance between strength and physique. And uh, and I also kind of enjoy bodybuilding. Yeah. I'm reluctant to fun. say that. But yeah. like, it's, it's fun to hop around and try different things. You yeah. Know? It's, it's just... I, I don't think I ever had a pump in my life until a couple of years ago. Awesome. Right. So, yeah. And it's, and that's an interesting thought to think that like my whole concept was maximum effort. Sure. All the time mm-hmm. where you weren't doing anything. Right. 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 Well, it turns out that's not true. <laughs> and, uh, and I can still do stuff and walk the next day. There you go. Um, so that's fun. Um, and I've seen progress through that in different types of muscle development. Right. Okay. So, uh, notoriously, I feel like I've been really dense. Um, and everybody thinks I'm way a lot less than I do like mm. when I was lifting heavy and big. Yeah. Um, but I attribute that to like a lot of dense muscle mass from explosive movements. Absolutely. Whereas now and it's kinda, years and years of doing it. Yeah. yeah. It just takes time yep. to lay that thing down. Yeah. So you can, you can build some size and mass where you want it now. And that's awesome. Have fun with it, I guess. So it, are there competitions on the horizon for you in terms of strongman? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I did, uh, the last one I did was the Hollandaise Highlander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Highlander. yeah. Willie and Kendra, we, yeah. we interviewed them a couple episodes yeah. back, and yeah, we're excited to go to this next one. They are great people. That is a really cool blend of sports. Um, and I think I've done – I did Highland games in the past, like yeah. just Highland games. Yeah. And I, like, brute forced my way through it. And so <laughs> I'd like to learn more of that because cool. it's kind of technical. Yeah, yeah. Um, technique, yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to not brute through it. So yeah. I might do something like that again. Oh, that would be super yeah. fun. I, I was thinking about doing it this last year, but are they, uh, was it last year? Whatever, they filled up, and I was like, yeah. So I think they're still yeah. accepting entries for this coming year. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I right. think you got to sign you, up. How you call me? I think, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. I think we're going to see uh, David Hansen at the Holiday cool. Highlander yeah. this year. All right. I got to get some <laughs> And so tell me about the, I just wanted to ask about the t shirt here on the wall. It says America's yeah, Strongest I was Man. Ask what a... Yeah. Um, so yeah, a couple of people had said you still hold a couple of North Carolina records, records I think. I think I do. <laughs> nice. I don't remember. What I, are some records that you at least know you've had? had, I, had, had I had an yeah. overhead press. Nice. Uh, I added some deadlift stuff. Yes. Was it log overhead or was it axle? And axle. axle. Okay, yeah. I had some cool, both. cool, cool. Um, I had a national record for a while, uh, like previous, previous lifting career. And then when I came back, uh, I, there was a contest at Pale Horse Gym in South Carolina nice. and I did a USS show mm. and I didn't know cause it was an amateur show 
and I'd always heard that if you didn't compete for a year that you're like not a pro anymore. And obviously like after like six or seven years, I was like, whatever. So Willie was like, yeah, I don't care what you do. So like, okay. <laughs> so I set a overhead press like, record. That sounds like Willie, yeah. Deadlift record and stuff like that. So Awesome. Yeah. Um, those two shirts are from, uh, both of them were America's Strongest Man. One of them was at the Olympia. I don't remember where the other one was, but a couple of successful shows I had. Awesome. So, yeah, hang on to those. It's good stuff. And I got yeah. a box of trophies somewhere that I'll right? some <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not necessarily the part of the sport you really chase after. It's the experience of people. You, you see yeah. that a lot with strongman. Like, yeah, trophies are in a box over yeah. there. Like, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, it's the cool stuff, but it's the people, yeah. the friends, the community that you know, yeah. really keeps it going. Yeah, and just fun experiences, cool experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, tell people, like, how they can find you. How can we um, Instagram stalk you or like if we need a, a set of something made? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you do? You'd take orders? I do. If, if people want to buy stuff from you? Yep. And awesome. so I still have like a full-time job. So it's kind of based on availability, but um, I like weird stuff. I'll show you some stuff I made for um, for Rob. Please. Um, before we go, but uh, Hanson Knife and Fab on Instagram. And then um, my personal one was like uh, Pro Ginger Strong. And that's like my regular Instagram. And they both they sorry, I have a really funny story to tell you about this because yeah. your name got dropped to me <laughs> at the competition. But the person who was telling me about it was they had a little bit of an accent. Yeah. And so it was like, you oh, gotta yeah. reach out to this guy, David Hansen. He's he's in Mooresville. It's pro gender strong man. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. And I was like, I'm just writing down what he's saying. And then later, as we're driving back from the comp, I'm like, okay, let me look we're this up. And I'm putting it. in pro gender strong man. Yeah. And all kinds of weird shit came up. And I'm like, I don't think this is it. Like, none of this I don't is know. lining up at all. I don't know if that's, like, politically progressive or... Yeah, no, or some or really wacky, wacky progressive yeah. stuff came up. Yeah. yeah, so needless to say. But then I, I think I found your comment on something on Instagram and said pro ginger strong. Yeah. And I was like, that oh, makes that more makes sense. sense. Yeah, there used that to be a lot. Sense. There was a lot more hair on the top side of me before. Uh, yeah, so that, that would have made more sense. That's awesome. Back all right. Well, yeah. very cool. Well, I hope that, um, you know, you, you see it competitions, but also see your equipment, you know, yeah. and I'm hoping that you got an awesome thing going on here and, you know, doing your own thing here. And I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see a lot of your equipment yeah. uh, being lifted at strongman competitions thanks, in the man. future. And thank you so much for having us and telling us all these awesome stories. Yeah. Thanks for coming over. They're an integral part of this community. It's yeah. what makes it great. Yeah. Maybe we'll do, we'll do another, uh, love to do another one with like exclusive stories of all the the wacky stuff that we didn't even talk about. That's right. Time. We'll oh, do an yes. uncensored episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Time. Cool. Thank you, David. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to NC Strongman. We hope to see you at an upcoming competition or seminar. If you live near Mooresville, North Carolina, and want to train with us, please reach out at unitedbystrengthpodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, if you want to follow our programming, read our coaching guides, and get training tips and otherwise support our cause, please visit us at gumroad.com backslash united by strength.